Well, hey guys, good morning and um, welcome back. It's Friday, it's the end of another week and um, I'm praying that you're faring well here this week and uh, the grace of God is supplying your your every need every day. You know, we, we have no clue what's going to happen next week, so... Um, that's okay because we, it's enough for us to live in the grace that God gives us for each day, like, like manna. Let's just exhaust the supply of grace that he's given us for this day. I have a confession to make before we get too deep into this. This is actually my second take of this same uh, devotional. And the reason is, is I just did one a little bit ago and I looked at it. And it's like nine and a half minutes and I'm getting disgusted at myself thinking that somebody is done listening way before I'm done talking. So I'm trying to shorten it up. And here I am now spending a minute just telling you all that. So let's let's dive right in. Ephesians 5, verses 22 to 26, the end of chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. Well, this is just a wonderful way to end a week and to end a chapter. Um, Paul has been walking through this life in the Spirit, and yesterday was rough, you know, walking through what seemed like an endless list of works of the flesh, and then Paul tells us at the end of the list that it's not the end of the list, that this is just examples, and uh, and we know all too well that you know, we could, we could fill in some blanks there with our own works of the flesh. And then today he, he shifts over and he compares um, the works of the flesh to the fruit of the Spirit. And I love that um, this works of the flesh are the outward manifestation of this inward struggle between the flesh and the Spirit. But inside of us, there is not something that we're doing by our own works righteousness, but the, the Spirit of God is producing within us he gives us gifts, we cooperate with his spirit, and then he produces fruit as we cooperate. And this fruit is, a lot of times I think we we want to piecemeal this into nine separate fruit. And I, I don't know whether this list is exhaustive. It may well be, but it's it's the minimum. There's no less uh, fruit that he wants us to, to, to have in our life. But I, I'll tell you, I think that we're in error when we think that we should maybe just go for a piece of fruit out of the bowl, like we're running off to work and we grab a banana or an apple or, you know, or some love or, or you know, a piece of peace or joy. It, this is intended to be a cluster of fruit, nine, you know, pieces on the one cluster that we pull. And I think of it early as like the, the, the Holy Spirit downloading these nine separate individual aspects of life in him and then popping them into a blender and making a, a smoothie and that we consume all nine and that his desire for every believer is that all nine of these would be evident within us, not just two or three or four or five or eight, but all nine, which is challenging because we all know we fall short when you start looking at things like self-control. I mean, I just did a, uh, zoom call earlier, um, with a, a dear friend of mine who's a counselor who's talking about ministering to people throughout the coronavirus. And he was talking about the, the deep need for self-care. And, and he said, you know, the three greatest aspects of self-care are getting enough sleep, 
getting exercise and in, in, in a healthy diet. And we all moaned and groaned and laughed and said how, how brutal that was to, to say that to us, that, you know, how dare he, uh, you know, he's a quack. How dare you suggest that we sleep and exercise and eat right? We recognize that how much that presses us in the area of self-control. And so, um, but it is the, it's the, it's the desire of the spirit that we would have all of this operating within us. And he says against such things, Paul says against such things, there's no law. There's no law against love. There's never going to be a law against joy or peace or patience or kindness or goodness or faithfulness or gentleness or self-control. And frankly, if we are bearing fruit in all these areas, then there is no need for a law to govern us because as we are walking, you know, keeping in step with the spirit and, and living this way, then, then why would we need a, some sort of external law to govern us? Uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Those things are, they're great governors. I mean, this, this is, if that's being produced in us, we're living a good life. And Paul tells us in this that if we belong to Jesus, if we're walking, if we're following him, then we've crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And crucified here is not the same as, it, as he uses it in, in Galatians 2, where he says, I have been crucified with Christ. He's there talking about something that's an aspect of, of dying to self where he's passive, where, you know, his old self is crucified and, and the new man is born. Here he's talking about the responsibility of believers on an ongoing basis, day in and day out, to actually bring these passions and desires that are born of the, of, of the devil, that they're works of the flesh, and that we actually bring them and nail them to the cross and crucify them. This is our work you know, to do. This is our cooperation you know, with the Spirit. And he says, if we live by the Spirit, then let us also keep in step with the Spirit. It's a great way to round out what he says in verse 16 when he says that we're to walk, you know, you know by the Spirit. But he uses a different word here. He doesn't use the same word he used in, in verse 16 here. To keep in step with the Spirit is a good translation. It basically means to fall in line. You know, it's militaristic that if, if there was a leader telling us to line up, that we would get in line. And Jesus doesn't say it like a military leader. He says it like a good father. He says, follow me. And really, isn't it beautiful that we don't have to know how to do everything? We have to hear his voice as he says, follow me, and then I will make you. If we would just follow him, if we would just keep in step with the spirit, he will be faithful to produce within us all nine, this one cluster of fruit. And so um, what a beautiful thing. I pray that as you enter into the weekend, that the very spirit of God would be planting the, the seed of his good word into the depths of your heart and that it would go deep into good soil and it would be rooted there and it would push forth through the soil and bear much fruit. So Father, I pray in Jesus' name for my brothers and sisters that there would be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control as a single cluster of fruit that's born in each of their lives against such things there is no law. Amen. And Maranatha, seven and a half minutes, praise God.